following is a Cast Wave Studios production. The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. Tonight, we anticipate some independent films like Avengers Infinity War. Also, Brian talks about WrestleMania, oily men and women. Brian is happy. Krypton, Krypton is on TV. So Clayton's going to give us his two cents here. Oh, yes, Clayton Myers is here. Uh, We're so excited to have him right here on Boldly Going Nowhere. Welcome back to Boldly Going Nowhere, everybody. Mm. Way to stick a landing, Sean. Yeah, thanks. That was that, yeah, that was that was par excellence. Uh, Way to go, keeping it loose. <clears throat> well, as Sean said in the intro, a special guest in the studio today, Clayton Myers, right right over here. Yeah, I'm a Clayton. Um, prerequisite. I- Yay! There we go. Yay, everybody, a Clayton. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! You are all too up on that it's microphone, my friend. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Just, yeah. Lean like a foot and a half back, please. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Bully Going Nowhere. It's a podcast. You listen to it with your ears. Mm, the ears. Podcast yes. listen. Mm. Podcast listen. But hopefully so. by the end you'll be listening with your heart. Aww. Aww. Such a where wonder- you look. What a wonderful sentiment. Everywhere there's a place. They have three daddies. And I have one. It's an old bit. It's an old bit. Inside joke. Well, yeah, the, the fact is like you're crying because you're watching the yeah. intro of Full House. That was that was like way before even I joined. That was something that like, like someone so yeah, ult, like uh, you know ultra sensitive that they yeah. weep. That was of- that was a thing that y'all and Justin used to do, man. <laughs> Where it was just like he'd just be like everywhere you look and There's like a it was face. Yeah. You want to go home? Yeah. Go back to 2014 in the archive if you want to listen to that stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, how's everybody doing? It is Wednesday night, everybody. Wednesday night. I don't know why I'm. I don't, I don't know why you're like you're all hot, hot DJ. I don't yeah. know. It's I, you know, Brian's really excited. Get out of work. <laughs> oh man, it was a shit show today. But anyways, speaking you of, don't say. Speaking of shit shows, I my water shut off. At oh my, my god. Oh okay. oh, let's 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 uh, let's hear Khan's waterworks. Yeah. <laughs> Come join in, Clayton. My, join my, in the fun. My lack of waterworks, I guess <laughs> we should say. So uh, I get home today at around four o'clock, and I go upstairs, and you know, my first, you know, I walk the dog, I bring him back inside, and then I go upstairs and do my business, and I like flush the toilet, and I just hear that telltale clunk, like there's no water in the tank, and I'm like, uh, it's like a, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that sucks, but. So I turned. So I was like, "Well." So I, you went down to the basement where you keep your reserved buckets of water. And well, you actually, just, so for the that you keep well, for the case of the apocalypse. Well, so first, what I did was I went around and checked all the faucets to, because you know. I um, mean, yeah. Also, I, just, I really wanted to wash my hands. If this were zombie apocalypse scenario, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's just that's just free time to yeah. get taken out. Mm-hmm. Colin, I know you still have it. the uh, The DVD cover of Waterworld. You should text a picture of that to your landlord. <laughs> 
he's either going to take the hint or he's going to feel as if you may be threatening him that you're going to make him watch, watch that World, one movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that, <laughs> that might, might be... build bridges or break them down. Nothing in between. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But, Dude, to, but to be fair, like that might get my point across of just how serious yeah. I am. My to have a Walter filtration system from the intro. Of fix Walter. this or, or just, I will make you watch Kevin Costner. <laughs> just, just a random aside, by the way. I didn't know this until like a while back. My uncle's an extra in that movie. Really? My uncle was an extra in Waterworld. Yeah, he, we totes got a screenshot that. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you but, know? Do you know what scene he's in? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but like, it's been a while. probably but, like, the they know the hang her or what, hang him probably, or whatever yeah. scene. Yeah, probably. She's a witch. No, it's <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah. you're mixing your movies up there. Yeah, it's the same cliche. It's the same cliche. Not a lot of people realize that Waterworld is actually the sister companion film to The Crucible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. See, the thing was, I thought he was quoting Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Which I was. Oh, okay, good. Oh. Okay, so I'm, I wasn't far off there. All right. Well, Crucible, our, even, even our responsible. Our, our response, your response. <laughs> There's a fine line. <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Grail is The Crucible's water. World. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Yeah, I was, I was I putting it one like, level okay. deeper. Yeah, you 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 stuck the landing on the intro, and we're just we're just washing it down. Now. <laughs> Let's just yeah, start over. Which is something that he needs to be able to do. <laughs> delete delete where we're at right now. Delete it all. <laughs> just delete go back to the intro. God. Keep that. Delete right, this. This I'll see. I'll see you guys. Sean. Sean. Oh, Sean, come back. What? Come back. Yeah, I'm back, guys. Okay, uh, yeah. All right, so... Uh, oh, and you brought me flowers. You're oh. so sweet. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Are those daffodils? Um, oh, baby. <laughs> you know what they do to me. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're not able to flush your poo. Continue. Well, it's just like the three things you should be able to do when living in a, an apartment or a home or anything. You should be able to brush your teeth, wash your hands, and use the toilet. And, well, a shower, technically. But. Take a shower. <laughs> That's not a technically. You should be able to. No, you should be able to. So four things. No, 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 no. Hold on. I really think you're limiting the number of things you should be able to do in your home. <laughs> well, yeah. Is yeah, that I mean, is that is that what you're allowed I, I love, to do? I love I how mean, taking perhaps... a shower is optional. <laughs> it's not optional. Shut up. We didn't even cover sleep. We didn't cover. You can I, sleep I, anywhere. I, wow. <laughs> not according to that police officer. <laughs> All right, son, move along. No, but so I, I uh, texted my landlord. My landlord's like, well, I didn't realize it. Sorry. I'll, I'll fix it. I'm like, okay, cool. So Time after- out. You can text your landlord. You have, a, like, each other's phone numbers? Well, yep. I, I kind of have to because he's deaf, so I can't call him on the phone. Oh. So that's the only way I can. Plus, he likes eggplants. So. Well, no, it's just I've never had that particular kind of, like, connection. It's usually just been email myself. So oh. I, I will say... I would just gift bomb the fuck out of him. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just instead of eggplant, eggplant. Right. Cause, well, yeah. You that... did this. <laughs> you did this. You gave me access to your phone. I think you should look up as many gifts as there are about toilets. <laughs> you see this? Toilets you see this toilet? It's flushing properly. Desert. That desert. do flush, that don't flush. Ooh, uh, cherry bomb explosions from, like, movies uh, and stuff. You need, to, you need to screen cap that episode of Jackass where, uh, what's his name, went into a hardware store and took a poo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the toilets, <laughs> just left it there, or or get the the uh, the portion from the movie where Steve was just sitting in the portal potty and they slingshot it up yep. in the air. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, it'll get the point across. 
This is what our apartment's going to look like if you don't fix this. Oh, man. You, you go to his apartment and you leave, like, you know, a, a fake plastic turd in his bed. And he wakes up. Ah! Oh, I don't want to do that. Plus, his dogs are evil. Evil. Yeah. What about the wet bandits? What? I don't know. Well, no, they're, oh, they're, the, I, they're, I the, they're the sticky bandits now, guys. You, yeah, you yeah. know that, right? Well, they can never be the wet bandits. No, 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 no. To... they got to be something completely different at this point. Yeah, both the, iterations okay, wet, the dry bandits. The sandpaper bandits? <laughs> sandpaper. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the Joe Pesci bandits? <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a very limited market. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably got to be a band okay. named after this now. By the way, by the way. Has anybody heard that Patton Oswalt bit about the two Joe Pesci's, the two small Joe Pesci's? Look uh, that up. It is uh, fucking hilarious. Two small Joe Pesci's. Small yeah, Joe they Pesci's. were they were watching like the last comic standing, and there was this Italian woman who was like, you know, I have these two uncles, and they look like two small Joe Pesci's, and they just like him and Brian Posehn just started like rolling with that. So like Brian Posehn now because it irritated the shit out of him, he would just be like. Oh, dude, yo, bitches, whatever. And, like, they started, like, working on, like, ways to, um, like, build up to that joke. It's just, like, so look that up on YouTube. It is fucking hilarious. I hope so. It is. Oh, my God. You've you, you <laughs> built it up. Now I'm just uh, it's concerned. Great. It's, it's great. Anyway, so, it's Brian. Great. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good so, stuff. So, Brian, we, yeah. uh, we, watched the wrestle, we watched the wrestle fight last weekend. We did. We watched the wrestle the, fight. The, ras- the WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. WrestleMania. The WrestleMania. I did not. I Me also neither. haven't. And yeah. but I did see that uh, Miss Ronda Rousey's mm-hmm. made the, was this that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yep, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Um, it wasn't the main event by by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, her right. her and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon uh, in Ronda Rousey's debut in the WWE. And you know what? She didn't do half bad. She was, actually, she was actually pretty good. Um, not to alienate myself or listeners, but I don't really know what the standards are for wrestling. So what, what, is, what is not bad qualify for? Uh, basically, like, she, she was able to – she was not only able to execute like a number of moves without, you know, any kind of, you know – she was able to she was able to execute all the moves that you would need to do in a wrestling ring pretty flawlessly. And she was able to sell, you know, like getting hit and stuff. And she didn't look like, you know, she was stiff in there or anything. She didn't look like she didn't know what she was doing. Do you which think everybody has, thought she was going to be doing? Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that she's had experience actually getting hit and actually yeah. doing yes. these moves? Or I mean, it yes. just seems kind of bizarre, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's basically she's she's able she's very she's moving effortless effort effortlessly. effortlessly thank you. Take it back. From, start over. Yeah. yeah. Start over. No, no. Take two. Okay, everyone. Uh, Colin, saying. Go back to the intro. Okay. Right, so, hold on. Should I, should I, should she's, can we slate, guys? please? Can we slate? Okay. Thank okay. you. So she effortlessly. God damn it. Okay. Going right, back, right, back take, to one, everyone. Uh, can we get a little makeup on him, please? Just a little touch up. Just a little touch. We got it. Okay. Good. Okay. Great. Reset. Okay. Okay. Slate. Effortlessly. Okay. There we go. I, got it. It. I think it's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. That's a wrap. That was it's a rap. solid performance. It's a, yeah. a wrap. Thank you. Hey, it's thank a you. wrap. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she, was a- she was able to move from, you know, fighting, like actually fighting, like in an MMA ring, to pantomiming being able to fight in a wrestling ring. Because that's, that's really what they do in wrestling. Are they paying her more to fake it than oh, yeah. to do it? Yeah. That, I'm sorry. I it's, realized that that could be misinterpreted. It's, it's, but are they paying her more to fake it yeah. than to do it? Yeah. 
Okay. Fake is a very am I mental? But like, no. I mean, wrestlers' contracts are like stupid high money. They're stupid high money if you're in the E. But if you're in like which she is, or like Ring of Honor or New Japan or uh, Ring WWE as in World Wrestling Entertainment, not E as in ecstasy. Because I was very confused there. (laughs) Oh, you were confused. The the E WWE. Also, how many rings are there? I'm I'm losing track here. (laughs) One. No, you just said if the oh there's there's different organizations. So you have WWE, which is the primary one that's been around since the 1950s. You have Impact Wrestling, which was kind of an offshoot of WCW. You have Ring of Honor, which has kind of been around for a while, and then New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has been around since the 1970s. And that's a organization based out of uh, Tokyo that does freaking gangbusters over there, and they've recently really been getting uh, a lot of international press as well. Um, and as a matter of fact, Shinsuke Nakamura, who was in the main event um, against AJ Styles, both of them actually put on a similar bout in New Japan Pro Wrestling in Tokyo at the Tokyo Dome two years ago. So this was like a rematch. Um, if I may, just yeah. real quick, could you say his name again, please? Shinsuke Nakamura. Could you say effortlessly again, please? Effortlessly. Okay, great. Yeah. We're on bar. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so, I mean, the event overall was... Nakamura-san. The, the event overall was kind of a stinker, and... It really was like. I mean, here's my thing. The, I, the, Brian, I, Brian's been watching it f- like a lot more recently. Like, okay. yeah, I stopped watching wrestling. Like, like actually watching wrestling. Like every like every week, whatever mm-hmm. show it was. But I stopped watching wrestling like at like 14 because right. I was like because even then like and this is this is something I brought up when him and I were watching it. I was like I'm just watching this. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like. <laughs> Like, why, why are you doing this? This is not right. – I know it's fake. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, part, like, I, I know it's fake. You know I know it's fake. Right. Why? You, why? Well, here's, here's the funny thing too, guys, and uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm announcing this on the show, is that I'm actually in pro wrestling school right now. Um, and I have <laughs> – I'm not going to show this to anybody in the school, so I can show you all this. I've already shown Sean and Colin. Um, here's how fake wrestling is, because I've been, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been, because I've been, because I've been taking bumps. I've been going in for like the last three weeks. Here's my bruise to prove you how to prove how fake wrestling is. <laughs> Look at this. That's a nipple. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is his birthmark. <laughs> I don't think you're faking hard enough. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You um, might be reeling it a little too much. Well, mm, it's too real. Basically, I got I got thrown into a corner and I got beat up on for like an hour. No, don't get me wrong. I I realize <laughs> that, you know, when they fall, there is actual gravity in effect yes. and that there is actually something they are landing on and it, that, it hurts. You know, it and, hurts. and yeah, I mean, I have a little stage combat background, not a lot. Um yeah. and I did see the movie The Wrestler with yeah. Mickey Rourke, and I thought they did a pretty good job of, you know, uh, showing a little bit of I, probably a little bit more dramatized of the seedier side of, yeah. of how they go about faking some of those things, like yeah. the mm-hmm. cuts and things. But yep. <clears throat> fellow podcaster and uh, former WWF talent Jim Cornette hates that movie. By the way, really? Yeah. Okay. He hates it because he's like it showed all the fucking wrong things about wrestling. Because he was like, well, you know, here's the thing. Um, that movie just kind of perpetuates that like nobody has a future if you go into pro wrestling. Mm. And he's like, I've been able to make a great life for myself, and it just showed all the horrible things about. Well, I, you I, know. 
I don't I don't know him, so I, I can't really say for sure. But yeah. I, I would go as far as to say that perhaps he's too close to it and maybe took what was happening in the, in the story a little too personally. Because that happens. I, I'll be honest, it's not my favorite film by that director. Right. Um, but Who did that one? That was Aronofsky. Right. And I, I personally, I think The Fountain is still hands down my favorite. Black Swan was good. But just um, what it came down to there was just it was the character the character right. was the loser the character was the um guy you spend the whole film hoping he's going to get his shit together and maybe try to be a father right and or you know at least attempt to figure out what it means to be a father and then of course he just keeps going back to the mistress as it were yeah so i i don't necessarily think that the film to me uh shed wrestling into a bad light or, or what it is to be in wrestling in a bad light. It, it showed yeah. what it was to be um, kind of a selfish, self-indulged uh, narcissist with a drug problem well, yeah, no, pursuing it. It, you it, know? it also it also kind of shows what happens if, you know, you're not careful and you wind up doing like sure. a lot of – you do well, a lot of independent shows. And there's nothing wrong with doing independent shows. I mean that's – But like if that just becomes your bread and butter – you know, like it's it's a cautionary tale of like you know here's what happens if you just give up. Yeah. So basically, this film is showing you what it's like to be uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, what? It does. No, I, I know, and I can't say that you're wrong on that. <laughs> I don't even but, mean that. I don't mean that in a jestful sense. I mean, that yeah, character no. is basically They're, Jake the Snake Roberts without them just having the balls to say yes, it's Jake the Snake Roberts. He doesn't want to get sued. I guess <clears> that's a guy with a snake. Yes. He used to carry in a boy. I think that's probably like the one thing they didn't carry over Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen much wrestling. I did watch the entire series of Boy Meets World, and they did incorporate wrestling characters yeah. from time to time, and I believe that, that guy was on one of the episodes. He was. I think he was. Um, I think Vader was actually in there, too. He was. Yeah, Big Van Vader. Dear Lord. Uh, and um, one other thing, uh, just in case you're interested in watching like official portrayal, have you seen Glow on Netflix yet? Not yet, no. Check it out. It's I will. It's got, it's got um, Allison Brie. Allison Brie. It's got um, Mark uh, Mark Maron. Mark Maron mm -hmm. in it. Oh, Mark And Maron. that is such mm -hmm. a great show. I've heard and really good things. Yeah, and it's actually about an organization that was around for a little bit in the 80s. But um, mm, 80s wrestling. Yep. Wrestling 80s, 80s ladies wrestling. That's all you got to say. But um, I've hijacked 80s the ladies. Yep, mm. I've hijacked the podcast. Well, no, enough. no, no. It's just because we were discussing. To be fair, I think I derailed you. Uh, eh, it's no, whatever. Tell, tell us. I mean, are you? Do you want to do a play-by-play? -play? Do you want to like really? I don't know. Oh, on WrestleMania, I don't think we have to go through like a play-by-play. -play, but I think Brian and I can discuss like what we liked and what we. What okay. We Please do. So, so probably one of my favorite little stingers was um, that 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 uh, little like fifteen second uh, bump that Paige did for her movie, where she's just like. Paige, okay, so so that was for fun. those of you. All right, so Paige is a female wrestler, and she is she just came back from like a long absence. Uh, she got what kicked for she got a kicked in the, of the back rope. of the no she got kicked in the back of the neck, and now she's uh, not able to wrestle anymore because she had a legitimate uh, injury. Oh, okay. So I now she she's the, uh, yeah she's still with the company, mission. but she's just not able to be in the ring anymore like that. But uh, um, well, that's a bummer. But yeah, she's advertising this movie, and she does this dumb intro for like the commercial for the movie. And that she was looks like, like she's shit faced. She looks like she's drunk as shit. She's and I was like, like, this is the best hello. moment of the night so far. She's like, hello, Paige here. <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of beer and stay out all night. I would say you know, less Homer Simpson, more Dudley Moore. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. She, like, legit yeah. was, like, Dudley Moore-ish in this. But, it, and the thing was, we were all looking at this. We were like, they made a movie about Paige. She, like, literally just became a wrestler, like, four, four years, years ago. ago. <laughs> um, I was like, sure. I mean, I guess. And But the thing was, the clip they showed was actually kind of entertaining yeah like i, I would like if it was if that was the I only might go bit see of it, it sold to me i might go see that movie yeah um because the rock's in it so okay let's 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 make this uh quick what was your favorite match of the night and what was your least favorite match of the night are you asking me what what, what i thought was the best executed match of the night or the the match that made me crack up the most i'm i'm simply asking okay fine what was your you know which one that is all right, you go first then. <laughs> okay. So there was a so there are two brands. There's the Raw brand and the SmackDown brand. The two shows that they play. This is wrestling, not steaks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Monday Night Raw is their I want my premier Raw. show. <laughs> I want my steak SmackDown. Right. Yes. A little bit of blood. A little yeah. more smack, please. Yeah. And then uh, the Thursday show is SmackDown. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm sorry. Tuesday. It used to be Thursday, then it was Friday. Now it's Tuesday. Sure. Okay. Why not? Blah blah blah. Classic. So, right. So, uh, so each each in each show has their own particular set of titles. So, this was the Raw Tag Team Titles match, and apparently the whole lead up to this was this one character. His name is Braun Strowman. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. <laughs> so oh, I told you. Oh, oh. Okay. So Braun Strowman, which by the way, doesn't that sound like a 1920s like Bond strongman? Or, or yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Come now and pay your hay pennies and see Braun Strowman lift up ten kegs of coke. Okay. You sure. know, like why not? I don't know. Like it just it sounds like something that like a carnival barker would be yelling at. Yep. Come see the Braun Strowman. Yeah. So um, so Braun uh, was fighting in this tag team. Uh, title match but he didn't have a partner so he was ordered you must find a partner pick somebody you have to find a partner so like nobody announces that there's no leaks of what's going to happen so it gets to the actual match the champions are introduced first they're in the ring then Braun Strowman comes out and then he gets waiting. on the mic he gets on the mic he's just <clears> like <throat> uh it's like I did not find a partner I'm gonna ask somebody in the audience to be my partner <laughs> I was like Okay. I was like, what? Okay, okay. What's he going to do? A bold move, WWE. So, like, obviously at this point you're like, okay, there must be a plant in the crowd or something. they got to have somebody in there. And, like, John Cena, who that's another thing that we could talk about later. John Cena wasn't in the crowd anymore. So it was like, okay, who the hell is he going to pull out of the crowd? (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me it's like a Muppet or something. (laughs) Better. It's better. It's better. It's better. He goes in. He goes, goes, you! And then, like, pulls pulls this 10-year-old, like... I thought it was a girl at first, but it's a boy named Nicholas with this like like bob cut hair. He's wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt and he's like scared to death. He gets up to the ring. <laughs> they they start the match. Like a ten year old boy. We're all thinking, okay, this is a gag. They're not doing this. Literally in the middle of the match, he tags in the kid. And the kid And the kid like, comes in and is like Uh and then like he's like, Alright, come back in. And he gets back in there. Did they, he slip on the puddle of piss the kid left behind? <laughs> Jesus. No, he seriously had this look on his face like, sweet Christ, I've done fucked up. <laughs> like, like, the best, like, like the best meme of the night was like when you lie in your resume but you get the job anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just wow. that picture of him going, oh shit. And I was like, oh my god. I just so, wanna, I hold just, on, hold on, hold oh, on. Yeah, sorry, oh, hold yeah. on, sorry. No, please. So Braun Strowman and the 10-year-old win the belts. Yeah, this... This kid is now the youngest WWE champion ever. He is, yeah. He he wins the championship, 
And then they vacated the next day because he's got a scheduling conflict, that being the fourth grade. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I have a comic book where Superman was uh, uh, working with uh, the Nestle Quick Bunny. So, you know, that's another bizarre Mm -hmm. team up. Yeah, there's – oh, yeah. There's some great comic book team ups that are just weird. But the thing that made this match like the best – and Brian can back me up on this – that match had like the biggest pop of the night. Like yeah. it was like the loudest crowd cheering when like this kid got tagged in. A everybody lost their minds. I was like, yeah, because I don't. Know, but that's the thing. I don't know if it was because they were like, yeah, Nicholas is gonna get in there and fuck them up, <laughs> or no, or no, no, no. or it was, yeah, now we're gonna see a kid get fucked up. <laughs> I think everybody was just like, okay, let's see what the kid can do. <laughs> 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 like I was just I waiting for them to be like, yeah, we're gonna squash this kid, and it turns out that he's like actually like you know like a small person. Yeah, and, but but no, that was that was probably my favorite moment of the night again because yeah. it got the most applause of the entire night. And I, I was what the game plan is with that. I wonder if that's gonna be a thing now. Yeah. Like, was yeah. it? I sincerely the, hope not. You, hopefully, like the kid's healthy and it wasn't like a charity situation. No, I no, know. yeah, everybody was thinking it was like a make a wish kind of thing. Though it turns out that. um that kid was uh, the one of the kids of the one of the referees that works for the company. Oh, nepotism! I don't know, I don't know why nepotism in wrestling. <laughs> it, ha- I mean, it happens more often than you think. No, I'm not. You know, it was uh, Vince McMahon's great, 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 great. <laughs> 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 yeah, Vinnie Mac's hustle and tussle kerfuffle. <laughs> Trust that's me, a that's a good one. That's new not, title. To new be perfect, title. To be perfectly yeah. honest, that's not original. That's not on me. That's out of uh, block. Okay, how would you spell that? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, but so that was my favorite moment of the night because it was quite frankly the most ridiculous thing I've seen. It's probably the most ridiculous Rid- thing I've seen in wrestling since David Arquette won the WCW title. Good old ridiculous. Yeah, that, that happened. That actually happened. David Arquette was WCW champion and everybody hated it. <laughs> Thank you, Vince Russo. Because <laughs> why would you um, like it? Yeah, but God. Uh, um, so, Brian, what was your favorite moment of the night? Ah uh, man, I mean, it's kind of hard to top that, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, there weren't really many. Th- th- there weren't that many pops that made me go like, "Oh shit, this is interesting." No, um, it was it was a shitty it was a shitty card. Yeah, I mean, it was the card like, like the card was stacked to be great. Like, yeah. I was I was seriously interested in watching this, and then it was like, oh. This is subpar okay, execution at best. Okay, I got, okay, go I I got my favorite moment of the night though. It's um okay, so the SmackDown tag titles were up on the line, and it was the New Day versus the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers, the Bludgeon Brothers who wound up winning it, and the New Day come out, and I don't know if you know anything about the New Day. It's uh three, uh it's a tag team of three people, and they come out wearing all kinds of ridiculous shit. One day, like one WrestleMania, they came out wearing like Saiyan armor from Dragon Ball Z, and then one one year they came out uh, in a giant box of their own brand of cereal known as Bootios. Um, this year, uh, they came out and they look kind of, you know, whatever. They have a guy who has a trumpet. And no, 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 no. It was a trombone. It's a trombone. Thank you. Sorry. Very different instruments, Brian. They have Tromboner. Uh, yeah, thank you. So, he they come out and they're like, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, you just hear I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They actually did the dragon, uh, dragon flute from, from Power Rangers. From Power Rangers, from I was Mighty like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. The, uh, and I was like, TV series. They can do that. Okay, cool. Yep. So, 
And then, like, a bunch of, uh, you know, smaller people came out dressed as pancakes and were throwing pancakes on the crowd. And every, everybody By had smaller a good time. People, that was your means. favorite part? Yeah. The, the not, parade? Nothing to do with the wrestling. Oh, no. The, like, the, the my, favorite, my favorite part of the night would have been if uh, Shinsuke Nakamura had won, but he didn't because, you know, I don't know. Nepotism. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Speaking of uh, That nep- should have been – the thing is, the the card overall was kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there kinda was like good... the state of professional wrestling. If you're honest, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> but oh wow, Mr. Sarcasm. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Hi, Randy. <laughs> Hi, Randy. <clears throat> uh, no, but it, like I'm I'm with Brian. Like like this was like the mat like the match he's referring to. Uh, AJ versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Everybody was. Hyped like that was the match everyone was looking forward to, and it was fucking boring. I mean, but that's the thing, it's like everybody was for those of you who aren't familiar with them, go back and look, look up AJ Styles versus Shinji Nakamura from Wrestle Kingdom 10, right? Wrestle Kingdom 10, it's a New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Um, like it, that it match is, is brutal, it is a six star match, according to David Meltzer, uh, who's like a um, oh, David, yeah, and uh. That match, I mean, you watch that match and you're just like, oh, like, because I watched that match again just to, you know, kind of get hyped up for the WWE match. And I was like, God damn, I wonder what they're going to pull off here and what they're going to do, like, blah, blah, blah. They didn't do half of that shit. Mm-hmm. Almost as if the WWE was just like, yeah, you know, we need you to kind of tone it down because, you know, we need everybody to pop for the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match, which nobody fucking did, by the way. Um, that match was boring as shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. <laughs> when your showcase match gets uh, gets overwhelmed by a ten year old winning a title, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you know w- you suck. That was WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, after hearing that, I still don't think I'm really gonna probably try to watch it. That's a good idea. That's fine. That's that's a good call. I mean, power to those that do. I yeah. just, my brother watches. Yeah. I know yeah. that. I know I know plenty of people that watch, but yeah. it's just never really been my cup. That's fine. That's fine. I will say, check out um, some. I think it's Abushi versus uh, Kenny Kenny Omega. Check out some of those matches because that's just pure wrestling. There's no storylines. There's no bullcrap. Just straight up wrestling in those matches, and it is fantastic. Like it'll get you. And uh, fantastic. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of cool how much of a nerd Kenny Omega is. He has a wrestling move called the One Winged Angel. Nice. I get that reference. Like, literally, he just puts somebody up and, like, just kind of, like, holds them up and, like, brings them down. They're sitting on his shoulder. I was like, that's fucking clever, man. Like, and, like, it's so cool that he's wrestling in Japan and he has a move uh, based on a Final Fantasy song. I mean, come on. That's that's fucking cool. Anyways. Anyways. So, um, nepotism. Nepotism. Krypton. How was that? Krypton. 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 Uh, Krypton. Krypton. A lovely planet. No, um, Superman's granddaddy. So uh, I went into watching this with relative skepticism. Um, I, I, to be honest, I can't think of the last time I've really binged into a, a sci-fi channel series hard uh, since the old Invisible Man with uh, uh, Paul Ben Victor. and I mean, like, we're talking early 2000s. And, uh. Um from what I can tell, Sci-Fi Channel has gotten a much nicer budget from The Invisible Man back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I went. I went in with skepticism. I mostly only got to watch it because uh, iTunes was providing the pilot episode for free for just instant download. Sweet. And so uh, they, they do that sometimes if people have iTunes and don't take advantage of it. If you just go to the store and see what's free or whatever, if a new show is coming out, you can usually pick up pilot episodes um, in their attempts to try to get you to lock in for the season. So uh, I watched the pilot to this, and I was delighted. I, I I did not anticipate there being so much actually to be interested about. Um, right. I, I mean, I enjoy Superman in general. I, I like the character in general. I, I respect the history uh, and the mythos. And this is an interesting way of them kind of, I mean, not necessarily retconning. It, it, it's not to say that this is actually going to impact the actual continuity of, of what's been written for the past 80 years, but uh, it's, a, it's a new take on it. And they, they have incorporated elements from the Man of Steel film, uh, not necessarily tying it to the film franchise, but just uh, implying, I mean, I believe David S. Goyer is one of the either co-producers or even one of the people writing some of it. Um, yeah, but it says right here, uh, creators David S. Goyer and Damian Kindler. So, yeah, and I, I got to say, I'm not necessarily a diehard Goyer fan either, um, but Nobody really is. I'm <laughs> muting you because you're eating the popcorn during the freaking podcast. Wait till we go to break. Fine. Jesus Christ. There's Sorry, Claire. Uh, is there an intermission? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, basically, uh, for people that don't know, though, I, I imagine if you're even listening right now and you're like, they're talking about Krypton, either you've already stopped listening or you already know what we're about to say. Uh, and that is, it's it takes place uh, two generations before Kal-El, Clark Kent, Superman, however you want to refer to him, uh, and deals with his grandfather, who uh, they, they at the beginning of the pilot episode, show him as a young child watching his own grandfather basically being cast out from Krypton uh, itself or the city that they're living in. Um, Krypton itself is a dying planet. I mean, that's always been established in, in the continuity and lore. Uh, but we're actually watching how the societies of these cities have kind of created these um, bubbles, as it were, uh, of where their society can can function away from where the terrible like weather situations and things like that are. They're protected from that, and they can kind of live a some semblance of society in this this area. And so it's this neat little, if it weren't. Superman lore related I don't necessarily know that I'd have even given it a shot but that being said I know that a lot of people really dig these um, sociopolitical sort of science fiction driven dystopian esque storylines where we have different houses of of you know society um, the the upper class and so on and so forth different groups of tribes if you will yeah and, and that's absolutely what's going on in this show there's uh, they've established they have their science guild which was a lot of what you know Superman's ancestors came from but at the very beginning of the the show they show them getting their symbol their their family crest kind of ripped off and they're like you're not nothing you're nobody's now you've you've you pissed off the wrong people and so this kid who we follow grows up to become this kind of jaded, I don't know, makes you think of like Aladdin in uh, you know the Disney movie where he's just this outcast street rat kind of guy. Uh, I don't buy that. Right? He's got to eat to live, got to live to eat. You know? Tell you all about it when I, I have the time. time. 
So Anyways, <laughs> it was coming. It just... uh, the, the, the queenie in us, yeah. <laughs> jumping out. But uh, I mean, they, they do a good job. They tie in, um, you know, they, a character that probably nobody recognizes if they don't read the comics, which is Adam Strange. They have him do a little time travel element in there and kind okay. of set up what the catalyst is. Like in general, this is already interesting. We're establishing, you know, uh, these layered tribes, uh, the Zods, which are all militant esque and. You know, and and of course, and as we work our way down, so we're we're watching this character navigate these these tribes, and that's interesting by itself. And he's also coming of age, as it were. I'm not exactly sure what the exact age on Krypton it is, but it, it's basically saying he's going to become an adult soon, and he's trying to figure out what being his own man situation is. So that so this is for a Sa- Sagal or a Seagal. I forget the character's exact name. Well, because so. it's the House of, like, House, House of, of L, yeah. House of, right. uh, and, the, and there's another one. Yeah. And so, you know, that in itself is its own interesting thing. If we were just watching this character navigate, I'd probably still tune in for a couple episodes. But then here comes Adam Strange popping in and out of, of existence through time travel, uh, being like, hey, uh, you're... I, I need you to step up because uh, if you don't, like, fix some stuff... That's about to happen. Your grandson won't exist, and your grandson has to exist because without your grandson, um, the entire planet Earth, at least, is is kind of screwed. So now, all of a sudden, you're sitting here and you're thinking, okay, I came in here with skepticism. I, like, who who cares about Superman's grandfather? Uh, and then they tie in this little piece of being like, well, what happens in this series is going to affect what's happening in the present for you, the viewer, potentially. And then they do a nice little further tease and uh, bring in the Brainiac. Uh, mm. They reveal Brainiac. I mean, they imply mm. he's he's the thing that Adam Strange is warning him about. They do a great little cutaway to him. And, it, I mean, I don't even know. I know it's an actor now, but, I mean, it almost looked straight-up CGI from, from Go. That's like, awesome. good CGI. And I will say, also, that's the other thing. Set design, costumes, props, um, overhead cutaways and stuff like that. It's really... Well done. Well done. Like, I think, well, I don't know what the standards are these days. I know I, I, I mean, myself, honestly, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so I don't know how realistic dragons look, but this is pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, usually TV has made leaps and bounds when it comes to just visuals. Well, post-special oh, yeah. effects is just becoming easier and easier. Well, not easy, but like more and more More attainable. accessible. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it definitely. I mean, as and here's the thing: DC can do a lot right when it comes to not only the visual effects, but just in general their TV shows. Like sure. they just they have a formula and they stick to it and it works. Um, I wish their movies did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that almost yeah. goes without saying at this point. But but yeah, what I'm interested in is if um, is if Brainiac's here. Do you think we might see, uh, I don't know, the bottled city of Kandor? I, um, I mean, we might see it happen. Yeah. That might be what that they're leading up to. That would be fucking phenomenal. I, I would, you, I would not like, be surprised if that's where they're heading. That's now. where yeah. – that's yeah, that's – I mean, from the – Can you imagine a, a season finale where it's just like, oh, shit, Kandor, where did Kandor go? I'm watching – I watched a few of the little, like, vignette things they have on the Sci-Fi Channel website, and they're talking about – tossing in all, all kinds of DC continuity characters. They're talking about throwing in the Hawks of Thanagar. Um, deep cut, because at the beginning of the show, they're they're implying that one of the reasons the grandfather's getting taken out is he's kind of advocating, like, again, planet's dying, but also we're silly to think if we're the only ones in this universe. 
which is obviously what's also going to make them very uh, susceptible to attack from Brainiac. And, you know, maybe that'll add to... I forget what some of the other characters are they're talking about coming in, but um, it, it sounds interesting. And again, if they, if they keep building these original characters um, the way they, they did so far in the pilot, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to kind of try to tune in. I, I went in with very big skepticism because, like, I, I wasn't a huge follower of uh, Smallville. I think I caught a first couple of episodes, and I've gone back and look at it, and it's it's got its charm, but it also, I mean, the, the, I guess the pacing of television alone is just drastically changed. I, I was not a fan of, you know, um, Kal-El's Creek, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, oh, God, it was, I'm sorry. It really is what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, and I mean, it's cool that they brought in, like, you know, like, like, my understanding the is Legion, that they, and then like brought in all those like like, like cyborg, but he's wearing a hoodie, and the, I'm like, okay. The last, uh, I think, the last like from season, I want to say se- uh, season seven to the, I guess they did ten, if I'm not mistaken. I think they did. Yeah, but they, they, uh, my they, understanding is, a lot of them. I think like by season seven there was just a, a changeover of showrunners, and the, the where the original showrunners were like no capes, no tights. The new show, showrunners were like, let's squeeze in as many characters and yeah. things as we can because but, but at the same time they were just like you're never going to see superman and i hate that because that's what they're doing with gotham too or just like you're never going to see him in the cape and tights or whatever i don't I'm know like, man i think gotham's uh, kind of unpredictable i haven't been I've, i'm not i'm definitely behind my yeah. best friend's been watching but from what i can tell the, the the people at gotham i think like the first season they were like all right we're gonna try this hour and you know make it a little more 70s kind of uh uh what do you call it? Um, grindhouse kind of cop detective. Like, Noir. It felt right. very, uh, it felt like, uh, what is, is it? Bad detective, it, you know, kind of vibe right. to it, you know. Wait, uh, Harvey Keitel bad detective? Har- Harvey Keitel, okay. I, I would say. Not and, Nick Cage bad detective. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about like really hamming it up a bit, I mean, that's kind of what took me out of Gotham. Uh, yeah, cause I because I watched the pilot and I was like, eh. It's, it, I mean, it definitely, I, whether you want to admit it or not, for me anyway, it definitely harkens back to some of the camp of the the Adam West seventies Batman. As far as just like, yeah, pulling from that sort of, um, not going for the jokes, but just camera angles. And it's funny that you mention that because there's a theory going around that Gotham is actually a prequel to the '66 show. Huh. There's a fan theory or a fan canon. I mean, sounds just like a fun musing to joke about. It is a about, fun musing, but, but I'm like, you know, that'd be kind of weird how, like, this this show kind of starts off really dark and really violent and really grungy, and then, like, it turns into, you know, like, Adam West running around as the Bright Knight and shit. And, like, no, they're going to they're gonna keep dark. <laughs> I, I, I think just but by the second season when they realized they were kind of – they had people hooked at first and they were kind of starting to swivel with the ratings – and then I think season two, they were just like, let's just let, let's just do it all. Just, just Batman. Bring it, like, bring in Batman. We, we hinted, we hinted at maybe Riddler, you know, Edward Nigma, but he's not going to be the Riddler because Bruce isn't Batman. But then they were just like, you know what? Let's get Victor Freeze in here. Let's get uh, Poison Ivy. Let's make her an adult all of a sudden. It was all over the place. It's, uh, it's one of those things where I, I watched, I watched like the first five like I watched, I watched the whole pilot, and I was like, "Well, everything was very obvious." Of like, here's a villain, and here's a villain, and here's a villain, and I'm just like, "Okay, um, uh, this is corny." Like, like, how about you? We 
focused on characters specifically and so, and like focus on that lens as, as it's trying to go from here to here to here to here to here just like they've been getting there i mean yeah, from what i recall and, and i mean it's it's absolutely a it's an ensemble show for sure yes oh yeah so I will say I think that this uh, that Gotham and I know we we went from Krypton to Gotham which is a long distance. Um, they're just uh, but, across the <laughs> right. Uh, they're just a lot. Of, they're just across a lot from each other. But um, I will say that, and then we'll go to break. But like I will say that Gotham has personally my favorite version of you know like Bruce's parents being shot mm. because here's the thing you always see like you always see you know the you roses know, and the, the roses clattering. And and like Bruce is always just kind of sitting there, like, "Oh my god, this kid screams yeah. his his heart out." And I was like, "Oh my god, like you, like you, you feel that." Well, like, you, well, I'm, I remember because we went to go see Batman versus Superman at the Alamo Draft yeah. House, mm-hmm. and they always play something, you know, before this. So they played like Turkish Batman or whatever, yep. <laughs> and like, uh, and then uh, five minutes before the showing, they showed. Every single incarnation of Bruce's parents being murdered yep. synced up to one gunshot. Whoa! It's all playing on it's the like, screen at the same time. It's like and Gotham lasted the go- the Gotham part lasted throughout, and then that that became like, that that screen huh. happened. And I was like, oh that, my god! Yeah. And that screen expanded, and like <sighs> that was yeah. My last like, contribution to to Gotham is that I mean, whatever they are doing with it seems to be working for a lot of people and i will admit that um i probably will go back and and catch back up at some point because when i did get into it like i allowed myself to get into it i did find myself being like man i i keep just i keep just skipping to the next episode when the credits started rolling like i wasn't even just like apathetically waiting for the next episode i was kind of like all right let's keep going i want to see what's next and uh i will i will give them credit for that but my, I always went in with a bit of resistance because when I heard that they were doing a show called Gotham and that it was a police uh, procedural like, kind of pr- drama like, with yeah. Commissioner Gordon, well, so uh, for, for people for people listening that maybe uh, do read comics and already know, or the people that don't read comics and do not know, there was a uh, a comic book series called Gotham Central yep. that uh, was excellently done, beautiful artwork. Uh, it was a much more grounded artwork and much more grounded storytelling to things that were happening in Gotham city and more from the perspective of police detectives in Gotham city and not, not in the way that the show does presently, uh, but more in the sense of really trying to, it felt more like law and order in Gotham city. It felt like uh, we're following our detectives on a case and they're doing the interviews and they're not always getting the leads and it was also about what it's like to be uh, – how frustrating it is to try to be good police in a, a corrupt city that has to rely on a vigilante um, that gets more attention and more um, you know, fanfare. Like anytime they put the bat signal on, these police kind of have a chip on their shoulder about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just uh, – it, it was a very well executed comic because again the the artwork even was much more grounded when they showed Batman he was m- by no means drawn with extra ripply muscles or or super brooding uh, perfectly functioning like capes and shadows and stuff like that it, he was a guy in a in a you know with a cowl and kind of just maybe a, a little you know a good shaped guy but just like the way you imagine Adam West 
but in shadows, I suppose. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. And it, it just, it worked. It worked. Um, I mean, they told a Joker story that I thought was really thrilling. I mean, it wasn't crazy gases or anything like that. He had worked it out that during a snowstorm or like around the time of winter, uh, he was sniping officials from city, uh, city public officials. And he had a timer and he had a, a computer. He had a screen that would show up on people's like uh, computers and televisions and stuff where it was just like a, a counter. It didn't tell who the target was, didn't tell anything like that. It was just a timer. And you just knew somebody else was going to get shot in Gotham City. And I was like, holy crap, this is, I mean, it's it's not as, you know, grandiose as, say, Heath Ledger's Joker's plot in, in the Nolan movie, but it's perfect for the sake of pacing in comics. You just see, you know, a city that's kind of slowed down because of weather and people that are afraid to walk on the streets. And it's like, that's a police story. And you got this Batman guy just kind of doing his thing. And, and that was, I thought to myself, man, if they're going to tell some of these stories on television, it'd be brilliant. It'd be perfect. And then all of a sudden we get this like kind of way yeah, over the, the and then you see the performances. Pilot. <laughs> and, you're just like, and then you see the pilot and you're like, oh, uh, it was, it, 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 it's, yeah, I had to, I mean, I'm not even a wine guy, but I, I definitely had to cleanse my palate before I right. could start getting into Gotham. Hmm. Um, I do know, by the way, that there was also a uh, Metropolis version of that co- that comic as well. Well, did you, you heard the what they're planning on doing? Uh, allegedly, I, personally, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't come to fruition. They're talking about doing a Metropolis show uh, that has nothing to do with Superman. They're just going to follow Lex Luthor and Lois Lane. Uh, pass. I mean, it just it doesn't really yeah. fly. Uh, yeah. All right. It's not, it does the, the same formula doesn't work. All right. So I guess we're going to go to a break. Yeah. Oh, yes. And we will be right back after these messages. Boys after boys. these messages, and we'll talk about when we come back from the break. After we'll, we'll these talk, messages. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Avengers, a little independent film called Avengers Affinity War. Affinity? John, let me ask you a question. Okay. Why do we shit on Nintendo so much and all of our podcasts? Oh, because they, they made all the games out of cardboard. I mean, yeah, but the Switch is doing okay, I thought. I got to use, use cardboard from the salami we had last week. Oh, no. What did you do with the salami? I ate it. No! Ah, God. Check uh, out Boldly Going Nowhere at castwaystudios.com. If, if you got gout, pass. Good news coming from castwavestudios.com. If you go to castwavestudios.com, we have brand new episodes of Boldly Going Nowhere. Check out new episodes every Thursday, which are recorded Wednesday at New Spire Arts. Castwavestudios.com is your source for all things, including Boldly Going Nowhere, Prime Directive, Batcast 66, and our new show, Nerds and Novelties. Check it out. We update often. And have a good day. Today's show is brought to you by Castwave Studios' Amazon page. Go to castwavestudios.com and click the Amazon tab and search for everything from Apple iPads to zebra-striped Snuggies. This supports the studio and helps keep the lights on. Click the Amazon tab at castwavestudios.com. Do it today. And we're back. And front. Mm. Now, now make sure that you wipe from front to back, though. <laughs> <laughs> Boldly going nowhere, wiping from front to back. <laughs> <laughs> well, be 
careful. <laughs> Hopefully your poop's not too chunky from the uh, salami you were eating in the commercials. I was hungry. You <laughs> asked for new promos. I did. Did you? Did Be you, careful what you on, wish for. Did, did you like them? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, this is this reminds me of, you know, it's like, like yeah, like Sean said, it's like, be careful what you wish for. It's like I said, <laughs> do me some new promos, and then I'm we like, did, <laughs> and you did. <laughs> I should have been more specific. <laughs> be more specific next time. Yes. This promo has too much tuna. <laughs> Make me good promos. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, ki- I no. kid. I kid. I kid. Of course. So, Avengers I Infinity. Kid? Is that the new thing from Apple? What? Mm, I kid. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Avengers... Oh, that, could, that, could, that could get dark. Avengers Affinity War. <laughs> Our new product, mm. the iKid. Wait, like, is it Affinity? I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know. No, the in, the no, indie no, film is called Comcast, Avengers Affinity War. Com, no, Comcast took it over. It's called Avengers Xfinity War. Oh. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and, the, and, the, uh, and obviously the theme music has been changed to X gonna give it to you. <laughs> Whatever that song is called. I don't know. DMX? Oh. Is that, is is it DMX? I'm yeah, I think DMX. it is. I, w- yeah. I would assume you know. But I mean, his Deadpool fav- used it, so I think my it's favorite one's off. the Reading Rainbow thing. That's the uh, that's the best thing he's done. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty funny. So, <laughs> so what do you want? What 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 do, we, what do you want to talk about? What has what is people not? What has not already been discussed six ways from Sunday by you, me, and everybody else in the world by this uh, point? I'll say this much. I don't know if you heard about this. Do you know? Um, well, you probably do because I know you. You've... It's the internet. It's the interwebs. <laughs> Who does it? It's the know? final frontier. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, there are uh, the pre-sale tickets are already outselling the last seven Marvel movies combined. Yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's we all thought that like. Black Panther was tearing it up. Oh, no, I mean Black Panther is tearing it up, and you can you'll always be able to point back and be like, yeah, but that was Black Panther by himself. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you've been on this train with us for the past ten years, or if you've just been sitting in the bleachers looking and just going like, oh, Marvel, you're going to see this movie. <laughs> you're gonna go see this movie. You're, you're gonna see. It. Your grandmother's gonna go see this movie. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you a question though. How many people do you think? And I'm not. A, I'm not adverse to this. But how many people do you think are going to be in that theater that, like, you won't even know, but are just asking, like, wait, who's that guy? Wait, what, what's going on there? I, Cause I, I honestly, feel like honestly, I mean, I think that even just being in the bleachers, you, you've picked up on plenty of this. Right. But past that, and also, um, you know, people have seen the first two Avengers. Uh-huh. Right. Because, again, the bleacher people... They weren't going to go try to keep up with every single character's independent films. They're not. They're, they're not. Gonna, the, they're going to go see the the spectacles. Which they're not going to go see Doctor Strange, but they're going to go see Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right. But, I mean, yeah. I've been watching because from January, the week of the January, all the way through the the release here. If you watch one movie per yeah. week, it'll lead up to yeah. Avengers: uh, Infinity War. So right now, I'm on going to be watching Doctor Strange this week. So I'm. Cool. I'm excited, Great. and I, I think I think people should should have done the same. <laughs> I I, I kind of wish I had a little bit, but at the same time, I I know I just don't have the time. I, I really mean, don't. It's one movie a week, so I figured that'd yeah. be more. Easier. I mean, I've watched I, those I movies a lot. Other stuff, but I mean, Doctor Strange is the only Marvel film that I I own presently. Oh, but that amazing. was I I just yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed it in theaters, and I just thought I, I enjoyed the character's journey, the story. I kind of want to go back and. I'd never read any Doctor Strange, but uh, yeah. I am a fan of Ditko in general. And as considering he created Doctor Strange and also one of my favorite characters, uh, now DC canon, though started in Charleston, uh, the question, I just feel like if Ditko did it, I'm, I'll, I'll give it a go. Cool. Especially considering how 
my understanding is that a lot of his artwork was hugely uh kind of not even ripped off but just like inspired uh what they ended up doing with the Doctor Strange film which much like I, I tell people, you know, I'm not a big fan of Avatar, but you, if you didn't see it in 3D, that's like watching The Wizard of Oz on a black and white television. You yeah. kind of missed something. Yeah. And I got to say, I'm really glad I saw Doctor Strange in IMAX 3D because that was a trip. Yeah, it was a trip and a half. Uh, you know, it's funny you guys mentioned about the length of, you know, having to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe from start to where we're at now. 18 films. Interestingly enough, uh, I was reading an article in the uh, the Washington Post of all places today, and there was actually a professor. Uh, I don't know if it was from College Park or if it was from American University, but he uh, basically was like he basically had watched all the MCU films, and he was like, "Look, these are the films you actually need to watch in mm. order to get what's going on." And it was like seven of them. Gotcha. And some of the ones like you like you didn't expect are like like for instance, Captain America: The First Avenger is not in it. Interesting. Like, they're like, look, you can watch the Avengers in the first five minutes of the movie. They give you Cap's story. <laughs> yeah, so just they, reca- they, re- they recap it, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they also suggest <laughs> that you, you can skip Doctor Strange because he's, no. he's in Thor Ragnarok. So that's gotcha. okay. That, that's dumb because that's basically like saying you can skip Homecoming because Spider Man's in Civil War. Did you guys? Um, did you guys he catch he the said part? that, didn't he? Arguably. <laughs> Did you guys said, catch the part where Colin slipped in the fact that he can read? Jesus fucking guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just snuck that in there. I thought, I thought yeah. it would be nice. Great Reading. <laughs> the fact that I read and I read my only, print media. My only potential conflict with that would be that in Doctor Strange, the, the film, it, it's it's hugely about the uh, eye the necklace eye thing. Which yeah, is yeah, one of the Affinity, Infinity Stones, which I'm sure if you can Time recap... Stone. You know, yeah. Captain America. I am Bagamoto is the time stamp. Yeah, yeah, you're you're probably going to be able to recap that just as effectively in the the new movie. I so the one thing I was going to say as far as Bleacher people not necessarily, you know, knowing everything coming in, I simply just put it down to the writing, and I put it down to the guys that made uh, the past two Captain America films that are in charge of this film. The Russos, yep. yeah. the Russos, because they have crushed it as far as I'm concerned. I think that their films. Um, I mean, I enjoy all of them, but I think that the, the past two Captain America films have been excellent, really well executed. Yeah. I mean, huh. it's it's hard for me to choose if I like Civil War or Winter Soldier better because they, they're both in their own rights, just amazing films. I think Winter Soldier still takes it for me. It's yeah. just it's just a nice, crisp, clean spy thriller that just happens to have superheroes in it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, ex- that's exactly how uh, I explain uh-huh. that movie. And this is one of the things I kind of want to see you ask all of you. If if someone walked on, was living under a rock for the last 10 years, but one, but but had comic books down there, <laughs> and like, oh, like this is on screen now. And you'd be like, yes, they're going to have the uh, Affinity Gauntlet in a movie, and you know, obviously, if they're a Marvel fanboy, they'll freak out. But which movies would you have them watch to catch them up in the cine- Marvel Cinematic? I'm, so, I'm just watch. I'm just imagining so many things. I want to tell them to make sure not to do. Like, right. okay, don't don't get a Facebook. 
you're out, you're out now. You're free. Yeah, d- don't get a yeah. Facebook. I don't know why that. you were under there for ten years. Was this like the, Brendan the, Fraser blast from the past? Is this guy? Yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. It was, he was he was locked down with Christopher Walken and um, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. The, the 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 owner of the website's on trial right now with Congress. It's really ugly. Which is just a great dude, underrated locked, movie, by the way. I get locked in a room with Christopher Walken and comic books. Can, is this heaven? Did I die? Yes. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and so he was bit. I, I read this. I resurrected. I Chris, the door combination. Chris, I'm tired. Will you read to me? <laughs> Hawk, Hawk, smash. <laughs> Hawk, smash. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in New York, give me some warm Dr. Um, <laughs> you. Yeah, that's what he did in Blast the Past. You have to watch that. He says, I, Hulk I've seen smash. it. <laughs> and then the writer says, Excelsior. <laughs> Enough said. No, but so, basically, so it, it, okay. You know, see issue being, 492. Being that person e- e- exists. Yeah. Uh, what how what movies would you say go see? Well, I, I gotta I gotta movie, put an amendment. Which movies would you say do not see? I gotta put. Uh, you just said Nazi. Addendum on there because you get you got to think about what Hi. kind of reader this is because there I I do know at least one person I'm sure plenty more of them exist out there who are not happy with the Marvel Cinematic Universe That's, that mean, are purists to the source material in which they are adapting or you know adjusting. I mean, in the sense of, I I have someone I, I know who we were talking Civil War. I said I thought they thought they did a really great job of uh, bringing in all of these characters, uh, telling the story that they did, touching on the the you know questionable socio political discussions of uh, people, you know, uh, registering themselves as uh, what their powers are and being regulated by the government. And then, you know, all these characters, and still it felt like a Captain America story. I thought it was very well effective. And taking and, a comic book that was uh, essentially, um, what's the word, horseshit, and making well, making it to something so amazing. I, I haven't read the source material. The source material, and they don't in, even in the, Well, okay, so, you know, and that, that's you the know, thing it's, here. It's, I it's think funny because the book is very divisive, in my opinion, because sure. like, I know a lot of people that loved it. And it, it took Marvel in a new direction. And I know a lot of people that were like, okay, that's cool. They just shat on Marvel and everything that they've built up since, like, the company started when it was timely. Yeah. You know? So and okay. I'm a fan of, of, of these reimagined adaptations of sorts, I, at yeah. least when they're done for the better. At least when you're, you're, you're really kind of, like, uh, filtering out yeah. necessarily the, the mucky stuff and getting the pure goodness. And I think that, to me, is a lot of what Marvel has accomplished in – their films, uh, there was a cartoon series called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes before Disney bought it up and then basically washed all their yeah. cartoons away and started from scratch. But the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I, I really enjoyed, which was uh, for me, not, you know, if I did miss the films, I would say, and you and wanted to have an understanding of the canon, I would say watch that. It went two seasons and they cover a lot of the, the original, more powerful and poignant Avenger story arcs. Um, and, and, you know, with an updated edge, like the guy voicing Tony Stark, totally doing a want to be Robert Downey Jr. impression. Right. It works. It's fine. And, they, and they just power forward from there. They, and it's funny cause I, in rewatching recently, uh, I realized that by the end of the second season, they were leading into Thor Ragnarok. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, they cover, they cover Ultron except the original way it was done where Hank Pym created Ultron. Yeah. Um, did they, did they, well, did they do the bit where he's smacking Janet around? Uh, they didn't go quite that far. I mean, I knew of that from the show, history. So sure, yeah, they didn't go quite that far, but they certainly showed he, his edge of sorts. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, it's just funny for me going back watching this show now because, like, Marvel's universe, the cinematic universe has expanded in such ways that now I'm, like, picking out characters that I didn't recognize because I don't know the original continuity. But now I'm like, oh, they've done that guy in the movies now. They've done that guy in the movies now. And and the interpretations of it, like Zemo in Civil War is, uh, you know, a big Captain America villain based on this cartoon show, which I'm sure means he's a big villain in the comics and I'm just oblivious. He is. Batron the Leaper. Uh, the Leaper in Civil War is in, in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, and they, and, you know, so, of course, these are more true to the comic book characters. He uses his feats for kicks. But it's it's a really well done cartoon show that, again, is them uh, updating what they've told to fit today's, you know, technology to fit. To, and, and that's another thing that I think is just fascinating. Uh, I'm obviously shoehorning myself, but fascination with comic book history. How technology has advanced in the storytellings. I mean, that's mm-hmm. true with movies themselves. I would argue as well, just as a side point, that um, Iron Man, the reason why Iron Man and these characters are so popular nowadays is because we have been given a medium to not only relate to them, but technology is kind of caught up with what they were trying to do in the books. For instance, if you look at Iron Man in the 1960s and 70s, I mean, I don't know about you, but I never thought Iron Man was cool back in the day. No. I mean, even in the 90s when he was in, like, the Spider-Man animated series and stuff like that, I was just like, eh, what, what, okay, whatever. But now that, like, we have readily accessible technology in our hands. Yeah. And technology is such a huge part of our lives, and we're connected like that. And then here comes this guy who builds this just amazing freaking suit out of a box of scraps and then like refines it and keeps making these really like everybody can relate to that going damn that's really freaking cool you know (laughs) um and i feel like you know because we're living in the time that we're living in now people are just like oh okay they're more open to the idea of a lot of those kind of characters sure um you know and i'm that's not to say that they weren't popular back in the day either but like i feel like they finally were able to tap that mainstream audience vein that, like, they had just never been able to do. So Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I I mean, obviously there are films that I would recommend they watch. If I have to pick, you said I have to pick how many that they can or shouldn't. I mean, just what what would they watch? If you had to just be like, look, watch these, don't watch that. Earth Mightiest Heroes, if you think that's a good solution, tell all, that's fine. I mean, if if I'm taking them to see Avengers on the 27th, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, they could you still the binge Aven- them all. They could still binge them all. Uh, it's, I mean, if, I mean, if they're yeah. that big of a comic book fan, if they've read them all, I mean, if they didn't just, if that wasn't all they had in that bunker and they yeah. weren't like using them as toilet paper or something, yeah. I mean, maybe they're sick of it. I don't know. What's the mental state of this it's guy? It's like, okay, yeah. you've been reading this. Go know. ahead and start from Iron Man 1 and can just have fun. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I would say you definitely have to watch Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. You have to watch Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would argue. Well, no, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, right. you have the opposite um, problem with Brian here on the mic. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say Iron Man one, Thor, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so ideally, the firsts of most of these major characters. Well, I mean, like Iron Man, because it obviously introduces the whole initial conflict of Tony Stark. You know. Like, I'm Iron Man, you know, this the idea of, like, the secrecy of heroes, plus it introduces S.H.I.E.L.D., plus it, uh, we got, you got that, you've also... And the got, Avengers Initiative and all that and shit. And the Avengers Initiative, yeah. Uh, Thor, because Thor introduces us to, you know, interdim- inter interplanetary travel, or is it interdimensional travel? 
co- cosmic themes. Thank you. And then um, Guardians gives us you know, Infinity the, Stones. The Infinity Stones. Um, but then when you start getting into it, like I like for instance, I would say Captain America just because I just thought Captain America was an amazing movie. I mean, you you know, and, and frankly, you can't get to Winter Soldier without having seen the first one. You don't. Right. You gotta. You gotta know who Bucky is mm-hmm. to really give a shit. Who's Bucky? Yeah. Well, ask. I'd say <laughs> ask him, but uh oh. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I will. I will say the one thing that I, my best friend and I are still kind of like, just little girls about. We're just like, I'm not that. That's a bad thing. That's a great thing. We're happy. We're giddy. Is what I mean to say. Uh, joyous. Joyous. That's what I like to think of. Yeah. Okay. In themselves and their confidence and their ability. Anyway. <laughs> Good enough. Smart enough. Super. CBS cares. <laughs> um, Gosh darn um, people like me. We, I mean, I know it's confirmed for uh, Captain Marvel, but we're both pretty, pretty, pretty fingers crossed that Coulson's coming back to the cinematic universe in this film. Yes, because I don't he, care if it's an end credit sequence. I mean, I hope it's more. But even if it's an end credit sequence, I just, I just want Phil. I just want Phil. And I gotta say, for someone who who stuck on the Shield train the whole ride so far, it it is a show that has only gotten better, in my opinion. It really has. Yeah. It it has continually stepped up its game. It does. At, admittedly, when it first started, you felt like it was leaning kind of hard onto yeah. the movies, like it needed the films to justify itself. It's doing its own thing, and it's doing it well. That's awesome. It, it's great. I really encourage people, if you are enjoying the Marvel films, if you do enjoy what they put out in general, uh, the kinds of storytelling, and if you love some Phil Coulson like I do, get on the S.H.I.E.L.D. train because it is worth it. It's a fun ride. And it, and it kind of follows... Um, the cinematic universe, through, the timeline, the timeline yeah. through through. But like, it's, it Winter doesn't Soldier depend on it. It doesn't lean on it. Yeah. It doesn't lean on it, but it, you know, it it kind of mirrors that sure. I mean, a, a, at least a little bit. Yeah. Agent Carter, yeah, Agent Carter was. I great need too. to go back and check that out. I haven't, I I haven't checked that one. There's, there's only two out. seasons, but they are fan fucking tastic. I've heard lovely things about it. Um, um, I think it's great that they even were so audacious as to do a spinoff like that from a character was, that I mean, I, I would have. That's the thing. It's it's sad that it only went two seasons because it was the second season was the first season was so good. The second season, you know, it, it was a little muddled in the middle. But sure. I mean, it, it was it was strong enough to carry me through, and I wanted a season three. And ABC was just like, no. I'll tell you the other funny thing about the Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes is that there are characters on Shield that now I'm watching Earth's Mightiest Heroes. This cartoon show going like, these guys are in Shield. These yeah. guys, holy crap! I didn't <laughs> dumb dumb. Yeah. Uh, there's all uh, Quake. Like Fitzgerald. Yep. I mean, like they're bits? they're all up in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's it's yeah. wild the oh, the kind of stuff the characters that they've weaved into this cinematic universe and made them, uh, you know, comparably believable as compared to you know the crazy Technicolor costumes and and weird stuff that they have going on. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. Yeah. Like you don't have to go full on Nolan to make it my Earth, but like. You know, some people go way over the top. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, a lot of... That was probably... I will say that was probably my biggest problem with the Nolan films, even though I loved them. But, yeah, they they kept trying to, like, put it in the real world. Yeah. Well, I mean... And I was like, like eh. I mean, but the other thing, the strongest thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it's... 
like we all just thought it was going to be straight up superhero films from start to finish. And they're showing a surprising amount of range that nobody. They're was weaving a tapestry. Yeah, I mean, like, Ant Man was a heist movie. Captain America: The Winter Soldier was a spy thriller. Yeah, it's it's genre bending. It's it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, was it um, Guardians of the Galaxy was a sci-fi? It's basically an homage to sci-fi eighties film, eighties sci-fi films. You know, Ant Man was a it was a you know again a heist film and stuff like that. And I mean, Ant Man's kind of the shining example because it's like you, you you hear Ant Man, you're like, oh, it'll be like technological, and it's like, nope, it's a heist movie. Like, wait, what? <laughs> It's okay, a it's brilliant like, heist movie. It's oh, like it's great. like here's all this tech. What are you gonna do with it? We're gonna we're gonna rob stuff. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, and and, and this will be like my final thought. I feel like you would need to watch Iron Man one, Captain America, First Avenger, Thor. Um, obviously both Avengers films, uh, Civil War. And then, yeah, watch the Guardian films, and then, honestly, I think, yeah, that's about it, really. It's funny, because, like, now that you think about now that you say it, like, going through that list, most of the sequels you can skip. Yeah, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as, well, much, as much fun as that was. I, I, I know, I would say Guardians 2 you can still watch, but, like, Thor 2, even though it technically does, uh, with, it introduces the Aether, which is the... Um, I, I have oh, the, you have the list. I have the list of the cinematic timeline... In relation, Chrono- like chronological, order? chronological order in the cinematic timeline. Okay. So, starting out, you have Captain America: The First Avenger. All right. So why don't, we, why don't you go through the list and we'll say you need to watch this or don't. Watch okay. It. Right, so, so Captain America: The First Avenger. Watch it. Iron Man. Watch it. The Incredible Hulk. Mm. Mm. No, don't. I mean, I enjoyed it in general, but don't even bother. You're not even gonna. No, it's in, you're the, not gonna, it's in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, but you're not gonna recognize. I, yeah, uh, you're not gonna recognize Edward Norton when you're just gonna see Mark Ruffalo the rest of the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's one thing that this one, uh, this movie, you can skip. Iron Man Two. Skip it. Thor. Watch it. Avengers. Obviously, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Iron Man Three. Skip, skip it. it. <laughs> I'm on the watch it train on that one. That was I. I thought. I don't know. I'm a Shane Black fan. Why? No, no, no. Uh, Here's I thing. like Shane Black movies. It's just this. this if, movie... you, if anyone loved the Mandarin, they're, they're uh, in the, the comics. Mandarin. They're they're like watch it. Didn't but bother don't me. Expect... I thought it was a fun yeah. twist. No, no, it was. No, it was more along the lines of Austin I... Powers. <laughs> Hello, my name is Trevor. <laughs> also, my buddy Spencer's in that film. Oh, really? Oh, oh, cool. He's the sheriff who takes the burning badge to the face. Nice. Oh, wow. Oh, Ow. okay. Ow. Nice. So, Thor: The Dark World. Skip it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. See Watch it, it. See it hard. See it hard. I mean, did, did you really even need to ask that? Yeah. Guardians one. Watch it. Guardians two. Watch it. I mean, unfortunately, I, I feel like you kind of you have to see the ones that are the most recent because they're the ones that are telling you where the characters are left off before this new incarnation. Aven- like for, no, sorry, Avengers Age of Ultron. Watch it. Yeah. Yep. Ant-Man. Watch it. Captain America Civil War. Yep. Watch it. Doctor Strange. Watch yep. it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. 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 Thor Ragnarok. Watch it. Yep. Black Panther. Watch it. Watch it. What's that? <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Yes, of course watch it. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and obviously... Avengers Infinity War. Skip it. I mean, watch it. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Did I win? Damn it. 
All right, so um, Clayton, um, do you have any place you can find us? And you find us, find you on the worldwide. Sure, uh, do that at symbol, and then type in actor C S M. Uh, I'm just going to do one last shout, just for the sake of the, the whole idea of adapting or updating materials. Just because I'm a DC kid at heart, as much as I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, if you also want to see another another adaptation or update of um, some comic books I strongly encourage people to check out Young Justice Uh, it's an animated series also Uh, they will be releasing a third season after a five year hiatus um, sometime at the end of this year which I'm pretty giddy about they they just finalized all the uh, voice acting fantastic yep so sweet Brian, where can we find you in the World Wide Web? You can find me on Twitter at bmassey1987. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, the Batcast 66 page has been relatively quiet recently, but we have been um, working on stuff in the background. Uh, we're hopefully going to have uh, some episodes starting to record by the summertime. I know that we were going to try to try to do some stuff in the springtime, but, you know, we got busy. And then, oh, yeah. um, Sean, how about yourself? Actually, I was going to ask Colin first. Oh, okay. How are you? Where can we find you on the World Wide Web, Colin? He was busy dancing. What do you want? You can find me on the World Wide Web at twitter.com at Castwave Studios. It's either Brian or me answering. That's what WWW stands for. What? Mind blown. <laughs> Hashtag mind blown. Um, Sploosh. It's, wor- also- it's the World Wide Web Turnets. <laughs> You can also find me at Dash Rendering. That's D-A-S-H-R-E-N-D-A-R-I-N-G. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube page where you can see our pretty faces as well as listen to our sultry voices. And uh, we, we did just record an episode of The Prime Directive. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We, we did. And uh, I'm, Which uploading, episode? I'm uploading those. Like, I've been a slacker on that, so I apologize. Which but episode was it that we did again? We did episode seven. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. <laughs> I love how uh, vague you're being about it, but okay, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, um, yeah. Go to castwaystudios.com/slash/amazon to support us. And Colin, well, I guess until next time. Wait, we didn't mention our the episode's namesake. Oh, Thanos. Thanos. Um. Thanis. Oh, it Greek? Thanis. It, it was. Yeah, we'll, we'll just name it to name it. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it was a. It was a pre. It was a pre discussion and podcast. Way to go, Colin. I pass you the ball, <laughs> and I dropped it. And you drop it. It bounced up and hit your hit your face. Landed that intro. The <laughs> outro the is just squealing wheels. I'm yep, trying exactly. to. I'm trying to zip it up with a nice knot. So until next nice time. Nice knot. <laughs> so until <laughs> next time, I'm Colin Packness. I'm Brian Madden. And I'm Fled. I'm Sean Holmes. And you're Clayton. I'm a Clayton. Ah, ah. And you've been boldly going nowhere. <laughs> Sean hit me with the outro. My big fat Greek thing. <laughs> boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com.
big fat Greek thing. Ugh.